0: You see, it doesn't matter if they forgive you or not. What God desires is that your heart would be right before God. And if you know that your heart is right with the Lord, then you don't have to worry any longer. You can just say, Lord, I put them in your hands. Lord, you take care of them. I've done my best and I'm committing the rest to you, O Lord.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible-teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Continuing our focus on how God's mighty love can shape and direct our lives, Raul will challenge us to evaluate our personal goals this new year. Stay with us for encouragement to consider how you can bless others with mercy and compassion just as the Lord has richly blessed you. If you have your Bible, join us in Ephesians chapter 5 for the lesson, Walking in Love.
0: It's amazing because Paul the Apostle, as he now is writing in this next chapter, in chapter 5, I told you before that the book of Ephesians is an amazing book. It's a very short epistle that Paul wrote in only six chapters and in the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians because he is writing to believers. He writes and he tells the Christian, first of all, his position in Christ. That is, once you've come to Jesus Christ, and you've accepted Him as your personal Lord and Savior, and now you become a Christian. Now Paul says, this is what you are in Jesus Christ. And so he speaks of his position, our position in Christ. Not outside of Christ, but now in Christ Jesus. Forty-two times he uses that word in the book of Ephesians. And then when you get to chapter 4, 5, 6, the next three chapters, the second half of the book. This is now how you're supposed to behave in Christ Jesus. So, he begins to tell them, not only that they are to walk worthy of their calling... But tonight, Paul the Apostle is going to be sharing with us how much God loves you. And how much God loves me. And so when I began to read the Scriptures, I was just totally blown away by the Lord. Because Paul is so clear and so gentle in the way he begins to share his Gospel with each one of us here tonight. Let me begin by reading chapter 5, verses 1-7. through We'll come back and expound the Scriptures. He says, Be you imitators of God, therefore... As dear children or dear loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talking, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather the giving of thanks. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And then he says this, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient, and therefore do not be partakers with them. I use the NIV to read, so it's a little bit more clear for you what Paul is trying to begin to share here. But tonight as we come back to the book of Ephesians, and we deal with this great passage of Scripture... It is very important for us to understand that as we've been moving through the book of Ephesians. We talked about the believer. How the believer needs to walk in God's love. There's too much religion going on in the world today. And one of the things that we don't need any longer is more churches or more religious people. But what we need is to become doers of the word of God. Be what Christ has called us to be. And that is to possess God's love in our own hearts. As a matter of fact, in John chapter 3, verse 16, when Jesus had come and he was speaking to his disciples, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Think of the great gift that God has given to each one of us his love. The first thing that we have to do to experience God's love is to have forgiveness in our hearts. You say, well, why forgiveness? Listen, forgiveness is very important in the life of the believer. Why? Because Jesus said it. Listen to what He said. In the actual Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, in chapter 6, He's teaching the Lord's Prayer, and this is what He says. For if you forgive men their trespasses, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Wow, that's heavy. Listen, we need to make things right with our enemies. And this is something we all have a real problem with. And yet, we are commanded to do it. We are commanded to do it. You see, it doesn't matter if they forgive you or not. What God desires is that your heart would be right before God. And if you know that your heart is right with the Lord, then you don't have to worry any longer. You can just say, Lord, I put them in your hands. Lord, you take care of them. I've done my best and I'm committing the rest to you, O Lord. Because that's what Christ commanded each one of us. You see, once we forgive, then the love of God will be granted to us. And we will be able to love and forgive others just like Jesus Christ. And let me be truthful to you. As we become like Jesus Christ at the same time, because we're not perfect. We're imperfect, but we don't excuse it. There are times when we go back to our old nature. And we don't want to do that. We need to catch ourselves as we're actually going back into our old nature of hating and bitterness. And say, God, forgive me for even thinking these evil thoughts in my heart. And you know what? If you're sincere, He will forgive you. Immediately you're back in fellowship with God. God desires that we would experience His love and His grace and His mercies. What did Paul say? Paul said, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in His love as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Wow! Remember the Old Testament? When you read in the book of Genesis and then in Exodus, we have the law. And then you come to Leviticus. And Leviticus begins to give you the plan of uh, sacrifices. Where they begin not only when they build a tabernacle. And in the tabernacle the people would come. As they would approach the tabernacle where God dwelt. And the priest would have to go in once a year into the holiest of holies. And he would send for the people for God and God for the people. He would come out and speak to the people. As he would go in there, everyone would bring a sacrifice. A lamb or a goat, or a turtle dove. And then the lamb was taken, and they would place their thumb on the bottom of the jaw of the lamb, and on these two fingers, they would put it on the nose. And then they would take the knife, and they would actually stick the knife, and then they would cut the throat, the juggler. And that lamb never, ever once moved, once he was put in the sink to be killed. Just like the scripture says, that Jesus went to the cross as a lamb to the slaughter. Incredible picture when you see a lamb dying. That little lamb, when they cut his throat, the blood began to pour out because they would bleed the lambs. That was the law said, bleed the lamb. The blood was put into a basin. And then the lamb was skinned. And it was actually cut into pieces. And once the lamb was put into pieces, a portion would go to the priest for him. And a portion would go to the sacrifice and a portion to the people. And the best part that was given to the Lord as a sacrifice or a sweet smelling aroma to God. Because love God's barbecue meat, man. In the Old Testament says that. You know what he did? He would take the lamb and they would barbecue. The fat was the best part of it. And the Lord was pleased with the sacrifice. And the people would be making an atonement. How? When the priest would take the basin of of the lamb's blood. And he would go into the holiest of holies in the mercy seat. And he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. And what did that represent? It represented as atonement for the people of God. Which means God. That God is forgiving you for your sin. But in the Old Testament... It was different. Because in the Old Testament. an atonement is called Kofar in Hebrew. And the word Kofar would be only a covering for your sin. That means if I put this Bible this way. Or take this piece of paper here. And I, you see it now. And then I put it in my pocket. You may not see it now. But it's in the back of my pocket. It's still there. Where the word atonement in the New Testament. Is that Jesus Christ takes your sin. And he, you don't find it anywhere else Again. It's totally put away. Nobody can ever bring it up again. Ever. I don't care who it is. God forgives you once and for all. For what you've done in your life. And that's why Paul said. Therefore if any man is in Christ Jesus. He or she becomes a new person. All things are passed away. Behold all things become brand new. Think of what Christ has done for you and me.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Your spiritual growth is our top priority. Visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165 for Bible-based resources. And be sure to join Raul on his YouTube channel Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now back to more with Raul Reese with the lesson Walking in Love.
0: This is the pattern of God's love for you and me. First of all, it is a great love that He has for you and me. Listen to Ephesians 2 where It says, But God who is rich in mercy because of His great love where He loved us. It's a great love that He has for you and for me. Secondly, it is this great everlasting love that has brought me to Christ. Jeremiah 31.3 says this, The Lord has appeared of all to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Wow. God says that to Jeremiah. I have loved you. I have drawn you with this loving kindness. Thirdly, this love is a sacrificial love. Romans 5.8 says this. But God demonstrated His own love toward us. And that while we were yet still sinners. What? Christ died for us. Wow. Christ died for you. Christ died for me. How we need this love of Christ in our lives. We need to love as Christ loves. Listen. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2, he says, And walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Remember I told you the Old Testament? The meat sacrifices were what? Sweet aroma to the Lord, barbecue meat. Now he says this, that His love is like a sweet-smelling aroma. The sacrifice of God's Son for you and me. Because He loves us. That is a sign of true love. A sign of true love. Listen. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. Secondly, it is a sign of true faith. True faith. John eight forty-two says this. Again, listen. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and come from God, nor have I come of myself. But he sent me, as he was speaking to the Pharisees. He says, you don't accept me because you don't have God. But if you would have God, you would have received me. Why? Because my father sent me to you. That's why Jesus Christ came. To give his life for you and me. And that's why he writes in verse 3 through verse 7, how we have taken the true love of God, and we need to be careful not to pervert the love of God for the love of the world. Watch what he says. Verse 3 and 4 of Ephesians chapter 5. But fornicators and uncleanness or covetous, let it not even name among you as is fitting to Christians. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. You see, the apostle here, now thinks of the love of the world. How people confuse. Remember I told you there are four words in Greek for love? Agape, storkio, phileo, and then you have eros. Eros love is the physical love that everyone possesses. That is the physical love of attraction. Where people say, uh, guys come up to girls say, hey man, I love you. It's that physical love that has no meaning. It's not self-sacrifice. It's a love that is always taking. Greedy love. That's the love of the world. And then you have the phileo where you love someone so much, emotional love, where you love at one moment and then the next moment you hate that person. And those two loves are used. But then the third love is the most important love and that is agape. And agape is the same love where I use for God so love the world. For God so agape the world. That He gave His only begotten Son. What kind of love is that? That is a not selfish love. It is a love of sacrifice. A love that never ever retaliates. Never, never, never becomes unforgiving. Always forgives. Always forgets. Always is patient. 1 Corinthians 13. 4-8. through eight. That kind of love... Is the love that Jesus Christ wants you and myself to possess. But see, the world confuses it. Why? And then the fourth word is torchio, which is the family love. I love my wife. I love my children. You see, four loves. But the most important is agape. But what Paul is saying here is that even though we have the agape love of God, it can be very possible for us as believers in our old life to come back now that we're believers and to be careful. That we don't get caught up in the sins of the past. And the sins of the past that he uses here. Is the perversion of sexual sins. That's what he talks about here. And he's saying if you're a Christian. Then you no longer should be living this way. No longer living this way. Your life should be a complete different life now. And so he begins to speak of the certain sins. That can not only hurt you, and grieve the Holy Spirit of God. But eventually, if you don't repent as a Christian, you can lose what? The kingdom of God. You can be thrust out of the kingdom of God, he says. Because Christians are not to be practicing sin like that any longer. Of course, we're human. We're going to be tempted. We're going to fall sometimes. But we don't make a practice or excuses for continuing sin. And so Paul here is talking about staying pure in the kingdom of God. And then thirdly, fornication is a sin that excludes you from the kingdom of God. Listen, if you repent, it's okay. But if you continue to live a life. Of sexual immorality. And you die in that condition. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are not my words. Listen to what the scripture says. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. Nor idolaters. Nor adulterers. Nor homosexuals. Nor sodomites. Those are the words of Paul. In the book of Corinthians, inspired by the Holy Spirit. God wants us to stay pure. And then Paul the Apostle, of course, right here in the same chapter, he tells you. Look what he says in verse 3 again. Of Ephesians. But it says, but among you there must not be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed. Because these are improper for God's people. And the word that he uses for impurity or greed, it's all dealing with sexual encounters and sexual sin. The whole thing is on sexual thing. Not coveting for gold or silver. Sexual coveting. That's what he's talking about. And then what's the next verse for it. Nor should there be obscenity or foolish talking or coarse joking, which are out of what? Out of place, but rather giving of thanks. Why? Because what Paul is saying is not only that we have to watch ourselves sexually, but we have to watch ourselves the way we communicate and the things that we say and talking with dirty jokes. Why? Because it doesn't bring glory and honor to the Lord. But we should be talking of God's graciousness and His love and His grace and His mercies. We should not stick around to hear garbage. And Paul says, the reason I tell you these things is because these are the things that will hurt you as a believer. Watch this. Verse 4 again. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather giving of thanks. Verse 5. For of this you can be sure. Here it is. This is the key again. Speaking to Christians. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such, notice, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. There it is again. They will not inherit the kingdom of Jesus Christ. To practice and to continue in sexual encounters, a continual practicing, Of those things and to lie and to cheat. And to say coarse things or joking and dirty talk will not inherit the kingdom of God. This you used to be like, Paul says, but you have been changed. You are not Christians. You have a new walk and a new talk, you see. And new thinking as believers. This is important. And the reason I say that, watch what he says in the next verse. Verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Why? Because there are those people that will tell you, Oh brother, don't worry what you do. God forgives everything. And He does. God forgives everything. If there's true repentance. But we as believers are not to continue in sin any longer. Paul the Apostle in Romans chapter 6 says, How shall we that are dead to Christ, dead to sin, How can we continue to live a life of sin when we have been saved? It's an impossibility. We would be hypocrites. We would be lying to the world. And we would become just like every religious bigot. Totally. Lying to people and keeping them out of the kingdom of God. Why? Because if people see me as a Christian. And they know that I'm living with my girlfriend. Or I'm in an adulterous relationship. Or I'm partying here. And drinking here. And drugs over here. How can I bring them to the kingdom of God? No, I will keep them out of the kingdom of God. I will not be a good model for Jesus Christ. When Paul said at the beginning, be you imitators of Jesus Christ. Mimic me. That's the word in Greek there. To be an imitator. To mimic Jesus Christ. That's our goal as believers.
1: As you establish your priorities for this new year, We hope that today's teaching has been helpful as you sense your role in guiding others to the Lord Jesus. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To further encourage you and blessing those around you, we'd like to offer you all 25 messages of this love series on a convenient MP3 flash drive. As you explore the Bible's insights into the Lord's life-changing compassion, you'll see what a healing force you can be as His representative to a hurting world. Get in touch with us to purchase Raw's Love Series on MP3. Visit us online at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you a thumb drive of all 25 messages for just $25. That's $1 per lesson. Our number again is 800-634-9165. You can also order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We hope you'll take advantage of all of our free resources. The Somebody Loves You app provides quick access to a variety of faith-building tools, including digital Bible studies and an easy scripture reading plan. You'll also find a convenient link to our online resource store as well. Rawls' daily devotional emails can help you get your days off to a great start. And it's easy to sign up. Just go to somebodylovesyou.com. Your tax-deductible donations help keep us on the air. Thanks so much for your generous partnership, and thanks for making us a part of your day. Next time, we'll continue exploring God's Word for truths that will help us love and serve the Lord even more. Here's Roll now once again with a closing thought from today's lesson.
0: And So I pray tonight not to believe the lie, but to believe the truth. Look what else he says. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. God says, separate yourself. Remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 6.14, Be you not unequally yoked together, for what fellowship has light with darkness? Be not deceived. We need to separate We need to look for people that are right on with God, people that love god Why? because they can help me. They're not going to tear me down. They're not going to bring me down. But they're going to keep me focused on the cross of Jesus Christ and remind me of what Jesus Christ has done for you and what He's done for me. I am falling
1: in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.